Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Singapore is set to become a secure regional gateway for Canadian companies. This comes against a backdrop of strong investment flows between both countries, standing at over 90 billion Singapore dollars in 2021, thanks largely to sectors such as financial, manufacturing, wholesale, and retail trade. In an earlier trade mission kickoff event, Singapore's Second Trade and Industry Minister Tan Si Ling emphasised the importance for like-minded countries to continue deepening engagements in trade and investment during turbulent times and that Singapore is looking to continue working with Canada to advance mutual trade interests as an open and trusted business location. For more now, we're joined by Mary Ng, Canadian Minister for International Trade, Export Promotion, Small Business and Economic Development. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hello, Lindley. It's terrific to be here with you and uh, terrific to talk to uh, Singaporeans. All right, let's delve right in. Canada is investing $24 million to establish a new Canadian trade gateway in Southeast Asia right here in Singapore. Can you elaborate on the projects that we can expect to see in the coming months? Well, indeed, uh, I'm very excited to uh, be back in Singapore and that uh, we are launching our Canadian Trade Gateway here. Mm -hmm. And last week, when we were here on the ground, we launched the first ever Canada trade mission that had about 175 businesses and organizations here. And then in partnership with the Canada in Asia conference, the first of its kind, we had almost 500 people here. And who are they? I mean, these are business leaders. Uh, These are post-secondary presidents. It's alumni that has a lot of presence here. So what I would say about the Trade Gateway is that from our standpoint, it is the door to Mm. the uh, Indo-Pacific, to the Asia-Pacific, here situated in in Singapore. But I always say that the door goes both ways. So what is terrific about this is that not only is this an opportunity for Canadians to get access Mm -hmm. to Singapore and beyond, but it really is to enable Singapore and uh, partners in the region to really understand where there are opportunities for partnership with Canadian companies, entrepreneurs, uh, and so forth. Clearly, Canada is increasing its presence in this region, choosing Southeast Asia as a market point and catalyst for Canadian businesses to grow their engagement. Help me understand the timing of all these initiatives. I'm sure your influence is an important factor too. Well, it's terrific to have been in the region I was uh, sharing while I was here, that I've actually been in the region about 11 times, you know, within a year. And I think that's really important because for Canadian government leadership to be here to demonstrate the presence of how important this relationship is for us is something that I and certainly uh, my colleagues, my prime minister and others in the Canadian government are doing. And we saw this in numbers, especially when you have hundreds of Canadians who are here as part of uh, this incredible launch. So I think that that is very promising for uh, the relationship between Singapore and Canada and Singapore and Canada into uh, this uh, Southeast Asia um, region. In your opinion, what can Canadian companies learn and adapt from Singapore? Well, there are so many commonalities between Canada and Singapore. For one thing, we are partners in the CPTPP as trading partners. Uh, We are rules-based countries. We share many values in terms of the respect for the rule of law as we do our business and we pursue uh, those opportunities. I think that Canadians really uh, can learn a lot here because what Singapore, you know, has is, of course, uh, the relationships and the depth of knowledge uh, in the region. Uh, while we are CPTPP partners, Canada is also at the negotiating table with ASEAN. 
Singapore is going to be tremendously and has already been tremendously helpful at helping Canada just understand the opportunities, but also understand what it's like to do business here in this region. And uh, one thing that's quite exciting from my trip is uh, what I did with Minister Gan, mm -hmm. and that is that Canada and Singapore have agreed to pursue a green economy cooperation dialogue mm. between the two countries, but also with our private sector so that we can really work with each other and uh, learn how to collaborate, partner and together as Singapore Canada, but in fact, partner together so that we could do more in the region together. Okay, so in any partnership, it has to be a two-way street. What do you think Singapore can learn from Canada? What's in it for Singapore? What kind of expertise is Canada looking to bring here? And what experience can our businesses gain from partnering with the Canadian counterparts? Well, I've been meeting with a number of uh, businesses uh, here in Singapore and in the region, as well as towards Canadian businesses. What I often hear from some of the businesses that are here is that Canada has some real expertise, whether it is uh, in the electrification of, you know, of our automobiles and the development of our critical mineral supply chain in the battery ecosystem that we are building in Canada. That really is making that really, you know, Canada has. Has, has become the leader. I mean, Bloomberg has rated Canada number two in the world uh, in this particular area. We have strength in, uh, in, in artificial intelligence and the excellent uh, uh, capabilities we have there, uh, strong uh, financial services, strong fintechs, strong health, uh, you know, health services, health tech, and of course, the range of expertise to help uh, with the energy transition, for example, uh, you know, tackling climate change through really great innovative solutions like in the circular economy. So there are real opportunities for that kind of partnership uh, for Singaporeans to uh, and Singaporean companies uh, to be working, uh, partnering with uh, with that Canadian expertise. And of course, I would also say to those investors that are here in Singapore, look to Canada. Uh, we are looking for that partnership and also that investment partnership um, into what is being developed in Canada that would welcome very much the Singapore investment community to be in Canada as well. Speaking of investments, we understand that Canada's Indo-Pacific strategy was launched in November last year. So as part of plans to deepen engagement here over the next decade, Canada is pumping resources to develop infrastructure projects in the Indo-Pacific region. What are the challenges you foresee given the turbulent economic climate, especially with rising costs, supply chain disruptions, as well as geopolitical tensions over the South China Sea? Well, I think the question with respect to infrastructure is a really good one because infrastructure projects take time to develop. And I think here you're, what you see is uh, expertise uh, on the Canadian side, whether it's, uh, you know, design or engineering, um, but also in the area of, you know, adaptive uh, solution. You know, I'm hearing a lot from companies uh, or from the need, the infrastructure needs of um, construction materials like green cement. This mm -hmm. is something that uh, that Canada is uh, quite good at doing. Um, so I think that this is on infrastructure. It's very much how we put these deals together mm -hmm. that actually make these projects work. It's why Canada has invested $750 million mm -hmm. uh, for infrastructure here in the Indo-Pacific. Uh, we want to maximize uh, this opportunity to leverage large-scale uh, investment by working with, you know, with Canadian investors who are already some of the largest investors in the region um, in infrastructure, uh, you know, like our pension funds and so forth. So I think that while there are issues, um, something like infrastructure is multi-year in nature. And I'm very confident that we will be able to work together to find a way to do 
do these sorts of projects that will really benefit here. And, and you know what, Canada and, and Singapore already have an MOU to do infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So uh, the challenges in the that we have at the moment, we're going to have to overcome them. There's no question. We have to find mm-hmm. the solutions uh, to that together. But in these long range projects, um, that's sort of the outlook that uh, that we're taking on this. Adding to those challenges, China and the U.S. are still at loggerheads with one another, with the latest being the spy balloon spat. How is that affecting trade for the rest of Asia from your perspective? Well, in our Indo-Pacific strategy, Canada has uh, sort of set out a strategy on how we're going to work in the region, including how we're going to work with uh, China. And uh, for Canada, it's a multifaceted approach. Canada will, you know, will always pursue what it does, uh, leading with Canadian values. So those are values uh, that are democratic values. They're values uh, on the respect for the rule of law. They're values uh, around standing up for human rights. So those on on, on areas where uh, where Canadian would expect us to uh, challenge, we will. But there are other areas like climate change, like fighting climate change, where I think you cannot work in the world without working with China. Here, Canada and China actually just co-convened COP15, which took place in Canada. It was the Chinese leadership for COP15, but they didn't have it in, in China, but they did have it in Canada. And that demonstrated the ability for Canada and China to work together on something that is so important, like fighting climate change. We're going to compete, of course, and I think that Canadian uh, uh, capabilities and strengths gives us a real ability to compete, and particularly here in the region with Singapore and others in the Asia-Pacific, Indo-Pacific. But ultimately, Canada's approach here is also one where we believe we need to peacefully coexist as well. So um, that's what we've laid out in the Indo-Pacific strategy around uh, how Canada will engage with China in this multifaceted way. And that's the approach that we're taking. Certainly a great approach to have. Now back to bilateral ties, trade ties specifically. Singapore and Canada have had more than 50 years of close diplomatic ties as well. How do you envision the next 50 years to be like? Are there any new areas of growth you hope both countries can explore together? Well, I think that uh, for one thing, this very long and friendship relationship between Singapore and Canada is something that we value. And uh, this work that we're doing here in Singapore and into the region uh, is just another evolution of this important relationship uh, for Canada and for Singapore. But I mentioned earlier that uh, Canada and Singapore are pursuing a green economy cooperation dialogue with our private sector, but also between Canada and Singapore. And if you look at where we are today and what we need to be doing as countries to fight climate change, but also in Canada, we say that the economy and the environment can go hand in hand. And you don't have a viable plan for the economy unless you have a climate plan as well. And I think that if we foreshadow uh, in the next number of decades to come, not only are we going to be able to develop this really important uh, relationship bilaterally in terms of our strong people to people ties, uh, I hope that we're going to see a lot of you know students uh, who are going to come into this region or students from Singapore who are going to pursue opportunities uh, in Canada. So those strong people to people ties to continue advancing, but also we can work together in terms of what the green economy will be today and into the future. And not only just Canada and Singapore, I think here, uh, because of so much of our commonalities, I think Singapore and Canada can work together. And in this effort to fight climate change, but also create opportunities and jobs and so forth, we could do it together. And through this partnership, work into the region as partners. And on that positive note, thank you very much, Mary. Thank you so much, Lindley, and uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and I look forward to uh, the next time we're able to talk again, um, uh, because I'll be back.
Okay, thank you. We've been speaking with Mary Ng, Canadian Minister for International Trade, Export Promotion, Small Business and Economic Development. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.